Hello everyone. Thank you for joining me on the Aspiring Cowgirl. My name's Shaylee Griffin and a, uh, welcome to the program. And if this is your first time here, welcome. Um, to catch you up to speed, um, the Aspiring Cowgirl is about um, directing one's hopes and ambitions towards becoming a specified person, which we clarify as a champion, a champion inside the rodeo arena and outside. So, Welcome to the program. Um, we have been building upon a foundation. So when I say that, the Aspiring Cowgirl is a faith-based program that uh, encourages women to be all they were created to be in God. And we call that a woman of significance. Um, the woman of significance has a purpose and a direction in her life. And that's what... We are gearing all of our podcasts towards lately on um, trying to build a strong foundation. We are a temple of the Lord, and we're trying to build a strong foundation to build that temple on. And so we've been stepping through um, the you know, steps of creating a strong foundation that will not be wiped out in a storm. Um, we want to be women of strength, not women of independence, but women of strength, women of significance. We have a purpose that God has created us for in this life we live, and what does that look like for us? So last week, we talked about um, a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer, and if you look in scripture, you definitely can see the similarities in the characters that are written in um, scripture. The people that are written in scripture and their stories resemble uh, a lot of them in like one person, say um, Caleb and Joshua and the Israelites going into the promised land, Caleb and Joshua were mighty warriors for God, and they had a soldier uh, mentality. And then you have Paul that writes about running a race that we're supposed to, in the New Testament, we're supposed to um, look at our lives as we are an athlete uh, running a race. And then um, there's other uh, places in Scripture that talk about um, planting seeds and, you know, waiting for the harvest and there will be fruit that is bared from, um, good fruit that will come from your planting seeds. And so it resembles a farmer. So, um, in that sense, like that's something that we can build our, um, gives, it gives us a new perspective for building our lives, uh, you know, and putting God first in our lives and being able to live our lives with a strong foundation that is not tipped over in the midst of a storm because it's not about if a storm is coming, it's about when the storm comes. We all have obstacles and situations and different things that happen in our lives that create, sometimes create storms. And through that testing of that storm, it's what how we respond and how we act and and what we stand on as truth um, to get us through the storm. So last week when I was talking about that, I um, just was 
it was just a, a, my perspective of what I thought, you know, the Lord had showed me through my journey that I've had to battle like a soldier. I've had to battle, you know, the word says that we, it's not about um, living a, the life in the world, but, you know, we're in a battle for spiritual eternity. And so in that we have to battle our circumstances that come up in our lives like a soldier would. We would, we persevere and we have a mindset that we fight for a cause that's bigger than us. And so in that, okay, so I talked about this all last week and what I want to say, God is so good. And this is what makes you, sometimes I refer to our lives as a golf game because one time, you know, you'll hit a perfect shot and you'll think, I want to keep playing this game. And so that's the same in roping. If we, uh, when we rope and we um, have a great run, it makes us want to continue. If we succeed and win at a rodeo, it makes us want to continue. And so we'll go back to the practice pen, we'll grind out, we'll try to keep going and, and sharpen our skills or talents. We'll, you know, and that's, we get that analogy because we live in that. But we have to look at it like our life and our relationship with Christ is the same. Um, that we don't give up when the storms come and we feel knocked down or that we've missed something. That we continue to um, try to sharpen our skills in that. We don't give up. And so what happened this week that was very interesting, and I'm just like, I love it when God does this. I feel like I knocked it out of the park. Um, that, um, he confirmed what I said last week. Um, so Sunday morning I was sitting waiting for our, um, our church to start online because we had to shut down again for COVID. So, um, they were doing the service online and I was waiting for that. And I thought I, I like to doodle in my Bible and, and color in my Bible. I have a journaling Bible and and I just wanted to color. And so I, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to open up my Bible and see what where it opens up to. And when I did, it opened up to a scripture in Ezra. Ezra 10, uh, 4 jumped out at me. And um, it's about standing up and being strong and, you know, uh, going forth and not procrastinating. So that, well, I'll, I'll finish that thought with procrastination because that's actually kind of what I want to talk to you today. That is my question to you today. What areas of procrastination do you recognize happening in your life? And so that's what I kind of want to talk about is procrastination. But to go back to Sunday morning, Sunday morning, I open up my Bible to Ezra 10, 4, and it, and that just jumps out at me. And I started thinking, what's in Ezra? What's Ezra, Ezra about? What's the, what's the whole book about? Because it's not a book that I normally open up to. And so my husband has this amazing Bible. If you're listening and you want to get somebody an amazing present for Christmas, my husband has this Bible that's called Every Man's Bible. And it's an NLT translation. And it is... Uh, it's got some 
um, teaching in it at the beginning of each chapter, and it kind of tells you what the chapter's about, and it just has some great commentary in it to, to explain and give you more understanding to each um, book, and then there's different places throughout that it teaches you and explains what the verses mean, and it's just an amazing Bible um, to get understanding. So, I, I asked him if I could borrow it and look up Ezra and, and find out what it is. And when I opened up the front of Ezra, it says perseverance in great big letters. And then it said the first part that jumped out at me, it literally says, like a soldier, endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. And I was like, no way. We just talked about this last week. Then I look further down and it says, like a marathon runner. And it gives a verse about marathon running. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, wow, Holy Spirit, thank you. And then um, I look a little further down the page and it says a growth process. And it talks about, um, you know, just standing in faith and being patient and strong and and um, strong in the truth, you you know that you were taught, and and how um, the end is in sight, and the harvest is coming. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me! That is God. That is God. When you are on something correct, and what He's doing in and through your life, um, He will confirm it. He has confirmed different areas of um, teaching in my life with the word of God. And I just think it's, uh, you know, I'm like, that is so God to say, good job, girlfriend. Good job, cowgirl. Um, You're, you're on the right track. You're speaking what I'm asking you to speak. And uh, I just think that, like, I want to use that as an example to say, um, if you'll trust in the Lord, he'll, he'll show you, he'll, He'll give you insight. He will speak to you. He'll speak to you through the word of God. He'll speak to you through other people. So then this week, all that has happening, um, we are actually helping with a marriage ministry called Reengage at our church on Wednesday nights. And I'll be darned if the pastor didn't do a mini sermon right at the beginning of Reengage that was about... um, waiting on the harvest. And and I'm just like, God, you are so good. Because he's just teaching, you know, teaching me in the process of me sharing my knowledge and wisdom with y'all. Um, but in learning that what he he wants us to have um, the the endurance of a soldier that he wants us to have the perseverance of a sh- the mindset of a soldier that you are in a battle um in this world in this life that we live but it he's given you the victory he's given you the strengths he's given you the encouragement he's given you the grace he's given you the talents the skills the everything to make it through and that we have to like have a different perspective in our lives to look at what, how, what's going on in my life? And am I fighting it like a soldier? Um, am I, do I have the mindset of a soldier? Am I trying to recognize and battle through this circumstance and be strong and stand in faith in what God is doing in and through me? And, you know, when you're battling 
the the confidence that comes is the truth of God. So for instance, I was just listening to Jimmy Evans on YouTube, which is another marriage minister, and he's amazing. You can look him up on YouTube. He, um, If you want knowledge and wisdom on marriage, that's what his ministry is all about. It's fantastic. But he just used this analogy that I thought was really good, um, or it's actually a story in scripture about David uh, and Goliath. All the army that was there to fight the battle against Goliath could only see a six-foot man that, or taller, if you, I can't remember how tall he was, but he was really tall and really massive, and they could only see the man. Um, but David knew in his knowledge and wisdom that an uncircumcised person had that was not did not have the favor of God. A circumcised person had the favor of God, and so David knew I'm circumcised, and and Goliath is not. So I will have the power on me. He recognized the power that he had, um, that he already held the strength of the Lord because he was a child of God. And when you recognize that you have more than what you think you have, then it brings confidence to your circumstance, um, to your situation at hand. And if we can tap into that confidence, then we can go into battle in that place and know that the victory is ours. So, um, I just kind of wanted to give you that 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 testimony of that how amazing God is to sh- he will give you um encouragement he'll give you joy within the storm if you'll just tap into what he's already given you. So I just wanted to say that and just give you that uh testimony of how God showed me you know cuz there's times I get on here I'm going to be completely honest there's times I have thought what am I going to talk about this week, Lord? Because I don't know, you know, my thoughts are scattered. I don't really have a a point. I don't know what you're wanting me to say. All I know is that you've called me to do this. And what do I share this week? So um, anytime you're, um, you know, in a place of, I don't know which direction to go, then that's when you tap into the Holy Spirit and ask him, to give you that. So because all this was happening in Ezra, I had to start reading it because I really didn't understand or know what Ezra was all about. But what um, it came down to is that Ezra was constantly praying for and pleading for the grace of God for the Jews and their lives to be restored and rebuilt. And so Um, That's what I've been trying to share with you because that's what's happened to me is that I've had to rebuild a temple. I've had to rebuild what God's doing in and through my life because for like 40 years, I've just been, you know, I had just been living in the world. So I only knew what the world had taught me. I didn't know what um, God's wanting to do in and through my life. So um, I had to take a step forward and and say I had to surrender and and make a sacrifice that, you know, Lord, I don't want what 
you know, I want what you want in my life now, not what I've always known and what I thought was right. I want you to teach me. I want to release my will to you. I want to surrender my will to you. And I want you to have control over my life. So in that place, you know, we get to, we get to, you know, surrender basically to start the whole process. And then in that, it's just about um, letting go of the flesh and letting go of the selfish desires that we want in and through our lives. And so, you know, like for rodeo, you know, like I realized this year that, man, I wanted to be a champion inside that rodeo arena so bad that I had almost let my passion for rodeo get in front of my passion for Christ. And there's a balance there. And I had said yes to the Lord a long time ago, and I meant it. And so he kind of had to rein me back in and get me refocused in my perspective of what he's asked me to build, which is a woman of strength, a woman of significance. And so um, my significance doesn't always mean that it's what it looks like to everybody else in the rodeo arena. My significance is the people that I encounter throughout my life, um, that I impact them and show them, uh, God in a new way. You know, like I have really come to discover that, um, that I just get to be me. So in that place of, um, you know, encountering other people, I had to find myself. I had to find who I was and I had to rebuild uh, because I had created an identity out of fear. I have, I had created an identity in that was not the true me. And so, you know, that's what the rebuilding of the temple is about, is, is about um, finding my true identity and who Christ has created me to be. And then in that place, he, once I discover that and I discover, um, who got, who I am in him, whose I am in him, which is all in scripture. Um, when I understand that knowledge and that wisdom, then I can rebuild the temple. And so we've got to find who who we are in our identity. We've got to find whose we are by being a child of God and recognizing that we are chosen, we are unique, and that we have a significant purpose in this life that we're living. And then we can start rebuilding. So we talked about, um, so it just all comes back around to rebuilding. And that's what Ezra is all about. Ezra is about a story of um, Ezra coming in and encouraging and praying grace over the people that they could rebuild their temple and that they could let go of the things that were causing procrastination to keep them from who they were in um, their identity in Christ. And and I know that's in the Old Testament, but it's such a, a beautiful story of knowing how the Old Old Testament is connected to the New Testament and that the Old Testament actually talks about Christ in different ways and um, that we we didn't even know he was 
I mean, that's how intricate God's plan is for our lives, that he knows so far in advance and that we don't know. And so um, we have to trust him and walk in faith in that. And, you know, sometimes it's not about when or it's not about if we're going to come into opposition because that's again where the soldier comes in the opposition we are going to encounter difficulties in our lives and when we encounter those difficulties how do we handle them do we handle them um with wisdom and strength that we've already been taught or do you know or need to find out maybe you're having a test in your life, that will be a testimony to um, be strength for others. You know, like, I think that's what we're all created for in a sense is that we get to share our testimonies of the struggles that we made it through because it gave us wisdom and understanding how to make it through that obstacle. And so when we go back to the soldier, we know the battle is coming, so how can we strategically win that battle? Um, and then how can we persevere and um, have the, you know, endurance to run the race? How, how do we tap into that? And um, how do we persevere through that with desire and determination and tenacity to make it through and then then there's a place in within that storm where we have to sit still and wait for the harvest to come so um you know the the hardest obstacle i think that or the most difficult obstacle that i think that we encounter is doubt um Am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right track? Um, sometimes we even get like mad in our circumstance and are like, um, what am I even doing this for? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Like, why am I even doing this? Is this just a waste of my time? That doubt will cause us to stop or to slow down. And if we're slowing down or stopping, how hard is it to keep going through it? Because like, say you've um, tried to lose weight in the past. It, if you stop or slow down from the diet that you're on and, and you lose focus of your end result and you let go of it, it's so hard to get started again. I mean, I have encountered this myself. I struggle in it. And it's a place of procrastination that you get to that you're like, oh, I'll start tomorrow or I'll start on Monday or I'll do it later because, I mean, it's kind of a place that's tough for you to mentally overcome. And so you constantly want to put it off, put it off, put it off because, you know, you just you know how hard the struggle really is because the struggle's real for sure, right? So, um you know, if there's a place of procrastination that you've been trying, you know, you've been like hesitating, hesitating, and I'm talking to myself here, so don't think I'm pointing the finger, but it's something that's in Ezra that says, I pray the grace of the Lord be on you so you can persevere through. You can quit procrastinating, that God will give you what you need to make it happen. You just have to get the mindset of an athlete. I am going to do this. I am not going to give up. The more people, uh, the more 
if you can almost use the perspective, like if the more I hear opposition, the harder I'm going to run towards my goal. Instead of resisting it and and backing off of your goal for 2021, maybe it's about running towards the opposition. Like David ran towards Goliath and he only needed a slingshot because he had practiced so much with that slingshot. He didn't need the armor that Saul wanted to give him, you know, so... um to protect him because he ha- he knew the protection of Christ that he had on him. He knew the protection of God, that he, the favor that he had on him. And so, therefore, he could run towards the enemy and not be touched. And, and so, in the rodeo arena, in life itself, how, how many times can we say that we continued to run through the opposition and came out came out victorious on the other side. So um, that's all I wanted to really talk to you about is just how God confirms what you're doing. If you're seeking Him and you're looking, you're praying, you're you're getting into the Word of God. He will show you. He will speak through His Word, and um, and it gives you strength to do this on uh, in your normal everyday life, and. Um, you know, the word, once you have a word, you can stand on it because when that chatter comes in your mind that um, brings doubt, you know, that you can say, nope, God told me this. You know, like David knew when he was facing Goliath that he knew, he knew in his heart with confidence, I have the favor of God on me. So when we face a doubt of, can I really go rope this calf fast enough? Can I, can, you know, am I good enough to be roping with these girls? Am I, uh, is my horse fast enough to make this happen? Is, um, you know, just all the doubtful chatter that goes on in our heads. Um, if we know truth that causes confidence, you know, if we know we are capable because we've practiced so hard. And that's like Shad Mayfield watching him last night on the first round of the NFR. I was like, he reached out there and caught a calf. And like most people probably would have swung over his, their heads one more time to get a little bit closer to the calf. But Shad had done it so many times that he literally just knew he could catch him like it wasn't it was almost a reaction it wasn't even a thought that he had um had to swing over his head one more time like he just knew he could catch him he was so confident when he roped you know you could see it in people's actions that's what we got to be to to be the champions in and outside the rodeo arena and um, I love that example. And if you didn't get to see it, please watch it. Um, if you videotaped it or you, you DVR'd it, that's, you know, go back and watch it again. Because it was an amazing throw and it was tight around that calf's neck. And it was just really good. And so um, we've got to walk in that confidence. But we cannot walk in that confidence if doubt or negative emotions are controlling us. So we've got to recognize where those negative emotions are coming from 
and face them head on and slay those giants because um, they're standing in the way of your confidence for your goals for 2021. So I just wanted to share that knowledge and wisdom that God so beautifully um, laid before me the other day. And um, there, when you recognize um, different places in your life that you're procrastinating, write them down. Face them. Don't resist them. Don't try to stuff them down. Um, like recognize it. And so there's three R's that I came up with that are areas of procrastination that you can overcome areas of procrastination. Sorry. And so first is recognize it. So you like a soldier is stealthy. They recognize, they see the, the battle, the, the resistance before them, and then they run towards it. And so we recognize it. We repent from it. So that means we ask for forgiveness for walking in that procrastination, speaking it out as a name. Like, what is that procrastination? Say it's like if it, for an example, it's losing weight. So, Lord, forgive me for not stewarding my body in a healthy manner. Um, I repent from this. I'm going to try to change my uh, eating habits and my um, the things that I have allowed to come forth and um, I've been living in and I'm going to try to change that. And actually, I'm speaking to myself in this because it's an area that I've been convicted of and I just haven't been doing. It's like um, I've been procrastinating. It It was one area that I totally could see that I was procrastinating in and I haven't started yet, but that is a goal of mine. Um, And so we've got to repent. So recognize it repent from it, and then we get to reap the harvest. When we're in the repent part, we change. We change. Um, I've been listening to Dave Ramsey because we're trying to refocus on our finances, and we're listening to him again. And one thing that he says in one of his videos is there was a guy that would not do what he was telling him to do. And and he kept saying, no, you're not doing it right. And the guy goes, I'm not like you. And um, Dave Ramsey's response to him was, then change. Because Dave Ramsey is the expert and the guy wasn't doing it where he was going to succeed. And sometimes we have to hear the truth um, from a person, we have to have accountability. We have to hear somebody say, change, do it, do the change, work hard at it, and don't allow uh, procrastination to come back in. Don't allow, um, you know, the the things that the enemy's throwing in front of you, the obstacles that the enemy's throwing, don't, you go over the obstacles, don't let them stop you from doing what you know you're supposed to be doing. So when you're stewarding your money, you're stewarding your body, you're stewarding stewarding your family, you're stewarding all those places, don't stop. Don't don't stop um, uh, allowing the obstacles that come in your way, like busyness. Um, Well, I've been so busy, I haven't had to pack my lunch, or I haven't had time to pack my lunch and do it correctly. Well, that's just an excuse, you know, so there's lots of ways that the 
enemy will use to deter you, to put obstacles in front of you. And it's up to you to use the, the inner, the strength and, um, the wisdom, the knowledge and, you know, the tenacity to keep going in your goal. Don't give up, keep going. And that's where Ezra 10.4 came in and I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to turn to it real quick and read it to you because, um, it was such a good word of God that you can stand on. So it says in Ezra 10.4, let me find it real quick. It says, um, get up for it is your duty, your duty to tell, or sorry, let me start over. Get up for it is your duty to tell us how to proceed in setting things straight. We are behind you, so be strong and take action. So you've got to find accountability. You've got to find someone that will speak truth to you and can say when you're feeling weak, you can call them and say, get up, be strong, keep going. You've got to have some people behind you. Community is huge. And we know as um, competitors in the rodeo arena, it always helps to have an encouraging cheerleader behind you in this. So find someone that can keep you accountable and encourage you when the time is the worst, that it is so hard and you just want to give up because it's the easy way out. It's the easy thing to do. And, you know, so whatever that circumstances you're in your life that you're not wanting to face, face it and do it with tenacity and get up and be strong and find someone that will help keep you accountable that you can be honest with and say, I need somebody when I'm feeling low that I can count on will tell me, get up, be strong, go forth and do what you're supposed to be doing. Because uh, the easy route is to quit. Okay, so um, I'm going to wrap it up with that and just say thank you so much for listening to the Aspiring Cowgirl podcast. Please share the Aspiring Cowgirl podcast on your Facebook pages. I do share this podcast on Facebook. And so I just ask that you spread the word. Be a farmer. Plant the seed in just allow the Lord to work through your Facebook pages. Allow the Lord to work. Um, you can copy and paste it and text it to a friend. You can share it from Anchor. Um, you know, so I'm just asking you uh, to plant seeds in other people. Share it out there. Um, be a farmer. Plant some seeds. And um, if you need any encouragement or you need have any questions that has to do with the podcast, please uh, email me at aspiringcowgirl at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook. So um, please stay in contact with me. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, bear with me and be patient because I have a full-time job also beyond this. So um, just... I just ask that be patient with me, but I will respond if I get an email from you or a post a private message. So just um, I'm excited about the NFR and what's going on in rodeo. 
and what's going on with the women's associations on breakaway, the WCRA, all that. So let's keep them in prayer because God's got a big thing planned for us as women of significance, I think. And it's about women realizing you do have a voice. It's not to bring destruction or be a clanging bell. Um, That's scriptural. But it's actually to be a woman of significance um, and fighting as a champion for God's kingdom and learning what you were created for, your purpose and your talents and skills. So I pray blessings over you. Keep God's word first. Keep a great relationship with Christ. He's your friend. He gives you what you need when you need it. So it's important to be in relationship with him. And communication is the strongest uh, form that you can use in a strong relationship. So be communicating with him, not always begging him for what you want, but even asking him what he wants to do in and through you. So thank you again for joining us on Aspiring Cowgirl and be blessed on the road and at home. Be safe out there. Talk to you soon. Bye.